The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Welcome back to the Brandon Peters Show as we close the week with a song. And of course, this particular episode is a part of... The music video series. Joining me this week is the creator of Spark Shooter and writer for Saturday Evening Post and Graphic Policy, my friend and Satan, Troy Brownfield. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. No Satan-related... Well, kind of Satan-related content. This is, this, is, this is definitely... Of the occult persuasion. Oh, the occult. So, Troy, uh, summer of '82. You're older than me. You actually probably have <laughs> memories from it. I was at the time of us record or this dropping here. I would have been. I'd be like five months old at this time. So, zero point something years old. What What are yeah. your memories of the summer of '82? '82, '83 was my fourth grade school year. Mm-hmm. So. You know, the, the stuff that I remember pretty vividly would be Wrath of Khan, E.T., uh, some music to a degree. <laughs> you know, you know um, just I was I was into music and but my where I lived, we didn't have MTV yet. It took a while to get it into the cable system. If people know anything about the rollout of MTV, when it debuted in August of 1981, it did not have coverage in the country in fact it wasn't in most of the country and um your primary music delivery systems were still radio or solid gold (laughs) so um but the songs that brandon and i will be talking about over the next few months um i have a good strong memory of three of the four of them the one i do not is this one (laughs) gotcha interestingly enough and so uh it's kind of funny to revisit that um Mm. But um, Conan, I remember Conan coming out gotcha. and not being able to see it <laughs> because I was I was too young. And I was I was my uh, awareness of, of Conan at the time was predicated entirely on Marvel Comics. It was not, gotcha. um, you know, based on the stuff that I would learn later. Um, he came from all of these books and whatnot. It was just uh, he goes you know, back he, to the 1930s. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there that's my headspace at the time i had uh oh atari was big atari home system uh dodgers were big in baseball fernando valenzuela that's Mm. yeah it's all coming back to me now uh of course you were in the you were in the uh run up to um bird magic hadn't met in the nba finals yet right right Mm -hmm. magic had they, they had taken wins and this was the this was the bird magic era but they don't play each other until 84 in the finals right so and uh obviously poltergeist (laughs) gotcha yeah the video uh we are talking about today is the other woman 
by Ray Parker Jr. From his debut album of the same name, Parker was a member of the group Radio. That's R-A-Y-D-I-O. And this is his first solo effort. Uh, Other members of Radio's post-careers include making songs for both break-in movies. Uh, The Other Woman peaked at number four on the Hot 100 and number two on the Hot Black Singles chart, which sounds like a dating service uh, more than a chart (laughs) thing. Uh, Number 23 on the Adult Contemporary, number 24 on the Dance Chart, album peaking at number 11 on the Billboard Top 200 and went number one on the R&B Hip Hop Albums chart and number 16 for the year on that chart. There is something strange in this neighborhood, but Ray Parker Jr. was a rock star uh, before Ghostbusters did a lot more, even became somewhat of a, they attempted to make him a movie star. Uh, he was in a, he stars in a little movie uh, that I like a lot that's never seen the light of day since VHS called Enemy Territory uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Tony Todd, which is basically the raid. Um, you know that movie, uh, the Thai, yeah, yeah. The Thai um, action movie? It's the raid in the 80s with Ray Parker Jr. as your hero and Tony Todd as the gang leader. Like, I think that I saw that on, uh, it was either HBO or Showtime. Mm-hmm. Many, I mean, it was in the eighties, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but, um, and I do remember the VHS floating around the video store where I worked, but uh, yeah, that's it's, been, it's a cool movie. I think you can find it. I think if you, you, you search correctly on YouTube, it's there. Uh, there's a VHS rip. And I have to say like that kind of stuff, if you're not making that available and it's free on YouTube, you know, like, what was the availability? No one wants to go pay $125 for an OOP VHS. So I'm always okay if the access is yeah. out there. The music video for this is uh, directed by Brian Grant, who has done loads of music videos. And easily he's easily a pioneer of the early days. Like, he did uh, videos for Kim Wilde, Spandu Ballet, Queen, almost every Olivia Newton-John uh, video, including physical which won the first ever Grammy for a music video. Uh, he did Edge of 17 for Stevie Nicks, Peter Gabriel's, Peter Gabriel's Shock the Monkey, Tina Turner, Liza Minnelli. He, we'll talk later uh, in the summer of 82 at 40 series, but he directed Heat of the Moment for eight, or he produced Heat of the Moment for Asia. He did not direct it. Uh, and he produced Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. But a uh, big TV director after this, mostly British stuff, but he does Highlander. He did uh, Red Shoe Diaries, and the episode <laughs> did have David Duchovny in it. There you go. He did an episode of Doctor Who in the modern series, uh, the first season with Christopher Eccleston. He The episode The Long Game, which starred Simon Pegg uh, and the one adventure companion, Adam. Uh, and this little series that was on uh, British television, I can't remember if it was BBC or IVTV, it was called Hex. Did you ever watch Hex? Yeah. It was a cool show, and it like, it like flipped itself because of casting changes in like the second right. season. It was crazy, but he did yeah. directed some of that show. Bring this up, horror music videos. Corey and I, <laughs> yeah. we your first video we did on here was Huey Lewis in the News. This one we talked about like oh, there's always this history. We didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, and it there, beat them all to the punch. <laughs> the the curious subgenre of Universal. Uh, monster influenced music videos mm-hmm. and that when i thought about it w- when when i watched this for the first time and was kind of in mild disbelief it made me remember um other videos kind of through the next couple of years 
Telephone by Sheena Easton, Mm -hmm. which comes out, I think, a year after this, is deliberately Universal Monster influenced, but it's also done in black and white. Okay. Got other stuff. It has King Kong in it, too. Oh, wow. It's Universal. And then um, Crazy in the Night by uh, Kim Carnes has um, a Frankenstein monster. And uh, even when she did the song on Solid Gold, the Frankenstein monster was even on stage. (laughs) He's coming on tour. Weird shit. Uh, but yeah, this this is uh, one of those that just, um, it strikes me that, like the pitch scene in Don't Forget My Number by Phil Collins, mm-hmm. where all the different directors are giving him all the different treatments. So it's like, you're a samurai, you're a cowboy, mm-hmm. you know, and all this stuff. It's like somebody sitting down with Ray Parker Jr. is like, hey man, you like universal horror movies? I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make that. <laughs> There you go. There was two videos for this. The other is just a straight-up performance video. It's not very interesting. So we're, we're of course, covering the Universal Monster one, which is pretty nifty. I I don't know how, like, the 80s, when they went for throwback nostalgia classic horror, like, it rocks, like, all the time. It's not expensive. Uh, they, They don't try to, like, completely modernize things. They kind of embrace that feel. But it's just yeah. in color now with a lot of things. Like there, there. I mean, a lot of TV shows. It reminds me of you know Clue. Um, and like, there's that. Do you remember at was it Universal Studios? There was the Foley Art yeah, yeah, ride yeah. where you would you would. Um, there was a Chevy Chase Martin short, little haunted house short. Yeah, and they said it twice, but people would Foley, and then they play back everybody's Foley uh, at the end, and just that classic. I don't know that european countryside house that they would put some cobwebs on or maybe it's because yeah. they didn't overdo it possibly yeah with the lighting and stuff yeah one, one of the things that is um interesting about it is that the way that the video is presented is that it is on message mm-hmm. for the song it, it right. does have the you know literal other woman in this case the the vampire woman mm-hmm. and all the talk about um, with lyrically the, the temptation aspect and so forth. But uh, when, you know, I hate to spoil anything for anybody, <laughs> Ray Parker Jr. makes the transition transition to the vampire figure himself. Mm-hmm. They do him looking very akin to Blackula. Yeah. He looks just like Blackula. That's what I was going to say. I was like, Holy crap. And everything. And I'm like, that's really cool. That's mm-hmm. like an on point because there is no other Dracula figure in it. There's a mummy. There's a Frankenstein monster. There's a Wolfman. But Brides of Frankenstein. Igor. Yeah. Igor on sax. Yeah. Then then the other vampire brides. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of awareness, a lot of conscious homage in it. They're you know they're having a good time, but they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because you can sometimes see that when people do the monster stuff that it's really yeah. you know slapdash but this is everything me is yeah it's got a it's got a um lighting scheme and vibe that's like genuine and campy at the same time like it's pretty yeah. nifty it's hard to pull that kind of stuff off yeah and especially for the time for 82 it seems kind of advanced in retrospect it seems mm-hmm. like there's a little more craft to it than other videos of the time um you know, good, good example. Um, like the song a lot, like the band and the lead singer, but you know, goodbye to you by scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like that was filmed in the AV classroom of some high school. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just not a high quality. 
video at all. This is miles past that. Right. Scandal video is like two years later. Um, it's not, you know, the same. <laughs> well, it, and it's crazy too because, like, I'm looking. This is still early in the music video era. They're still figuring things out. But Ray Parker Jr. is a ahead of Thriller here, and yeah. B like. There's a towards the end of this video music video series, we're going to talk about a video from the Go Go's that was at the time one of the most expensive videos ever at fifty thousand dollars. It doesn't look it. This looks way more expensive and it's probably like twelve bucks. Like you know, it, yeah. it's it's what you do with it. But granted, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the George Romero effect, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen King and, and Dance Macabre. I remember this very specifically. He talked about you know like Dawn of the Dead. Romero's version versus mm-hmm. the swarm, which came out about a year apart. And yeah, Romero shot Dawn of the dead for a couple hundred thousand dollars or whatever. And King says he made a movie that looked like it was made for 20 million bucks. And the swarm looked like it was made for two fifty. Yeah. Um, that it looks just like so cheap. And the, the you know, rear projection and stuff they did just, absolutely sucked and meanwhile romero's got you know savini and all the other stuff he just makes it look great he gets every nickel out of it right and it's it's talent like we just uh talked about uh we should have been the maybe the week before this uh midnight it was john russo who was the co-creator of the living dead he went on to have his own they split nastily Um, sure but he makes this movie called midnight and scott mentioned he's like this couldn't have cost it's had to be in the same wheelhouse of budget as Night of the Living Dead, but that looks like a polished picture. This looks like... I'm like, because Romero's missing. That's the deal. Talent is talent. Like, James Wan and Lee Wanell, currently, you give them $2, they're going to bring you back a movie that looks like $100 million. And it's just... Yeah. It's what you do, it's it's who you have. And that, that does matter a lot. You can throw... There's so many movies nowadays that you see the budget and you're like, I didn't see it on the screen. Where... Where was it? Like, yeah, but that, yeah. yeah, Romero is this, I, you know, up and down, whatever the end quality product of his films and stuff. He, he wasn't perfect, but he knew how to make a good movie, bring it in with what he had. And I'll never complain about what his movies look like or how they were edited or played out. It'd be all in plot and character if there were complaints. Yeah. I, I recently watched Night again for the. Mm-hmm. possibly hundred millionth time with my uh, son, Kyle. And this is his first time watching it, you know, and, and Kyle was kind of shocked at the moviness mm-hmm. of night of the living dead. I think he might've expected something a little more um, exploitive given okay. the sensational writing around it and everything. And he is, he was aware of it from a film history perspective, but not having watched the stuff and, you know, he was after we were talking. He's like, "That is a good movie." He's like, "There's like characters and a point and everything." And he's like, "It looks good," and, and it punches you in the gut right as you're leaving. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. he's 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 completely right. You know, but it's just it, it is what you said. It's like what you do with it. And the, this video really makes the case for videos can be fun mm-hmm. while also being artful, and they make a point that I feel Ray Parker Jr. kind of suffers later from in other videos. They make a point of showing him play guitar. Yeah. Like the guy could actually play a bunch of instruments. And post Ghostbusters, he kind of gets locked into I'm the guy in the jumpsuit. But you right. know, from he he wrote these songs, he played lead on it, he played drums on it. You know, I mean, this right. this guy is 
a multi-instrumentalist and the fact that they he's like a regular playing, dave grohl of his time yeah, you know yeah it's the fact that they showed him playing guitar is a, is a big deal too um because you know first of all mtv had a real hard time playing black artists at the time and they certainly weren't emphasizing black rock artists right of which there were a bunch that were not getting the coverage mm-hmm. and you know, so well, you you pointed out that it was ahead of Thriller. It was also ahead of the 1999 era of Prince. I mean, certainly right. Prince had been on uh, American Bandstand and he'd had other videos and stuff, but Prince was not as well known at the time. He just was not, mm-hmm. you know, and like he kind of distinguished himself on Bandstand as kind of being an asshole. <laughs> In the interviews, like, Nick Clark was asking him real questions and, you know, like, oh, how long has your band been together? And he'd be like, hold up four. He wouldn't say uh, like four years. It's like, it, it's very Prince-like. Building the like, mystique. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, Parker comes off as pretty polished and he's performing in yeah. the video too. There's a lot of times when people are in videos and like even story-driven videos and all they do is like play to the camera. But this dude is playing to the other actors. Yeah. And stuff. So you can kind of get that that sense of, someone's seeing it like oh i bet this guy can actually act yeah well they have like a i mean they even put together like i don't know if he choreographed or anything like that if he was involved in that but that i there's like it's kind of like geeky dream moment of there's like a monster mash dance crew around a yeah. para- pentagram with candles just yeah dance, I, and i'm just like that's amazing i yeah. i don't think people could appreciate how great that visual is of them all. I, I was not gonna. I was not gonna let this go without bringing up the pentagram and the <laughs> candles. But uh, that that that's you know that's also balls to mm-hmm. considering the time. Oh yeah, yeah. We talk about that. Yeah, yeah. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's, it's yeah. And you know what happened? Is Michael does Michael Jackson see this and get? That's where I want to go with Thriller, or is that like he? It would never be admitted. But he's like, I'll get John Landis, and we'll make something. And that's that's the difference between what like, Thriller and this is John Landis, probably. Yeah. And so Thriller comes out in November of 82. So the, the album is not done. Yeah. They probably There's, have to shoot it or shooting it at the time this video drops. Thriller was also the I think we talked about this another time. Thriller was the seventh single mm-hmm. uh, on Thriller. It was yeah. the seventh single to come out. So they had quite a while before they actually made the video yep. for it. Yeah. So it, it probably was all, you know, gestating somewhere, you know, in the <laughs> in the right. recesses of everyone who saw it that hey, this would be a good look. And you know, obviously Jackson had the movie aspirations, putting Vincent Price in it and whatnot. It wasn't that right. far off from Well and, and this song video comes out in the summer too. You'd think this would be like an October thing, or maybe they bumped it because they knew thriller was coming too and like we're gonna get lost or look like a knockoff yeah well it's uh it is weird how sort of in movies and and whatnot how horror now tends to get pegged by a lot of people to the fall when Mm -hmm. especially when you're looking at the 80s 81 i wrote an article for the post a while back that was about uh you know um hollywood's werewolf summer Mm -hmm. of 1981 where you had um american werewolf in london and um you know the string of you know wolfen and the howling the oh, string yeah. of movies that came out one right after another but they were summer films and you know these other movies that were big summer horror movies even though there's like this inclination now to push them toward 
the fall because of the Halloween association, but man, a good horror movie is going to do well mm-hmm. when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. The fans, the fans will find it. The fans are the support of, of horror film. And then word of mouth is the support for the squares to go. <laughs> I mean, we've had, we've had October's the last in the last 10 years that have been void of horror. It's been like, what the heck? Where are they? Or there'd be like one horror. Yeah. movie. It's like, Whoa. Okay. But last year, uh, Malignant dropped in the fall. I know that was, was September. A, yeah. Malignant yeah. was September. Halloween kills was in October. Um, that, that's probably why Malignant was in September. They're like, let's get the hell away from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're actually, it's going to happen. It's really going to come out. So yeah. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. The, but Malignant will forever be this wonderful cult film now because of, uh, I, I kind of can't wait to see, uh, you know, 15, 20 years from now, the, the dudes that grew up on Malignant, the way that some oh, of us yeah. grew up on Halloween and stuff are yep. going to, they ha- they'll have no rules. It's like, oh, my two favorite horror movies are Malignant and Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, that's, oh gosh yeah what kind that'd of movies are those guys gonna make yeah. oh, that'd be so good oh i can't wait for it um this song has some smooth old lines i i you know i wasn't familiar with the song too much at all but it's like uh i know the rules of the game you hit once then a break away clean uh i hate to have to cheat but it feels better when i sneak and yeah. uh yeah uh him talking about the girl being a freak and he goes makes me want to grab my guitar and play with it all night long yes all right all right ray parker jr it's kind of funny that it didn't wind up on uh tipper gore's list right yeah (laughs) it was too early too early yeah yeah about a year but uh, uh, no, I, i dug this video i dug the song like i might dig up some old ray parker jr i'm you know not really 100 like all up on my knowledge of ray parker jr with that but i was digging it yeah and and i do feel like the the guy has probably been done a disservice in his place in um music and so forth by both ghostbusters and by the subsequent lawsuit right you know that was just that's why troy you've got to do huey lewis in the news and ray parker jr it's like fitting that's weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) but not any of the songs in question not any of the songs in question yeah i just had to check real quick on the filthy 15 to make sure that ray parker jr wasn't actually on it and i was just misremembering it but no he wasn't Mm. on it but yeah could have been and there's some 83 84 stuff on here Mm. gotcha yeah so it, it did just miss did just miss just miss Awesome. But don't miss us the next time we're back here with Troy. He'll be back in a few weeks like everybody else. So thank you, Troy, for stopping in this time. Till then, uh, let people know where they can keep up with you. Definitely at Saturday Evening Post, uh, SaturdayEveningPost.com. And uh, follow me on Twitter for the time being, at Troy Brownfield. <laughs> and also on Facebook. And that's where you'll find my uh, comic announcements and so forth will be there. All right, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Have a great weekend. I look forward to seeing you all again Monday for another big week on the show. Um, I believe it's con time uh, for Scott and I uh, in the summer of 82 at 40. Until then, stay film positive. The summer of 82 at 40. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. 
Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. The Summer of 82 at 40 and News of the Moment themes by Press Maxson. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.